to another TWD podcast, Talk with Doc. I am your host, Doc Harrell, and today's session is going to be one for the books. One thing that I feel very compelled to do is make it a normal thing for us millennials, especially to read our Bible on a more consistent basis. And if you won't read it, I will read it for you. (laughs) Not only that, I think it's very important that we stay connected and grounded with each other. Um, And of course, I think it is very important that we make this more of a consistent thing. So thank you for joining me today on my podcast, as well as those who are joining um, on my Facebook. All right. So today's topic is focused on the word suddenly, right? I saw it. I watched it this past weekend on Sunday. T.D. Jakes talked about it. Pastor John Hanna talked about it. Evangelist Latrice Ryan talked about it today. So I was like, okay, so this is just all coincidental, right? Wrong. <laughs> so I kind of pushed it off, you know, at my mind. Of course, you know, you, you go to church on Sunday, you apply it to your life. And, you know, of course, that'll hold you over to next Sunday, right? So I thought it was pretty good as far as, you know, okay, I got my word and, you know, I didn't really know what topic I wanted to talk about today, but then God did something this afternoon that said, Hey, this is what I want you to talk about. And then as I got to studying and reading, like the Holy Spirit was like all over the place. I'm trying to write things down and keep up and I mean, just reading it and just being excited. So I hope this, remember my podcast is all about that empowerment and educating and celebrating one another. So, you know, this past uh, session that I got on Facebook, I was educating you all for those who want to go back, you know, um, previously empowering you all, understanding, hey, you know, don't take the Shikari effect, you know, try to stick with that Jalen method. And now we are getting ready to celebrate you all because God is getting ready to do something, right? So, okay, so real quick, let me tell you what happened to me today. So today was our e-learning day, which was pretty cool, you know, just being in a different atmosphere, different things, and kind of see how people do different stuff. So, and of course, we're still kind of in the midst of COVID restrictions and all that. So one thing that I do like about e-learning day is that you kind of get the a little earlier, right? <laughs> and so I do have some um, outside things that I typically do after school. And I was kind of like, you know, debating on, okay, do I want to stay here? You know, I'm trying to get back to the house or whatever the case may be. So my spirit was like, okay, if you're going to do it, do it now. You know, so I packed my stuff up and I ran to my truck and um, got on the interstate, right? And the roads up here is like any other city, you know, raggedy on the, (laughs) just tear your car up. I'm just, just, just say what it is, you know, knock on wood, not going to tear my car up, but it's just, you know, a very bumpy road. And I'm quite sure you see me on my live sometimes and you boom, boom, like, Ooh, that was a big bump. Right. So there is a particular part of the interstate that I get on. Um, and you know, normally when you get on the merge, it's kind of like you can gradually get into the lane, but when you get to the top of the hill, it's a yield sign. And, you know, when you're basically trying to get on the interstate, it really is a stop sign. And, you know, cars are flying, you know, doing 70, 80 miles per hour and you stopped at a yield sign. So, you know, you got to be very careful with jumping into that line of traffic. Right. And so I'm riding and, you know, I kind of got into the swing of driving up here. So, you know, I kind of flow with the traffic. And so. I get in the left lane because typically the right lane is for those who are going a little bit slower. You can pass them, right? And so as I'm driving, you know, I'm, you know, I constantly look in my rearview mirror because sometimes people do ride your, your, your tail end. And then if I do need to come to a quick stop, at least I can, you know, see if a car is, you know, do you notice me kind of hitting the brakes, right? And so I was driving and then I looked up and nothing was there. And I look right back up, and next minute I know I saw a motorcycle flying. I was like, ooh, you know, like, you know, in my mind, I'm like, this is an accident getting ready to happen. You know, you risking your life and everybody else's life driving foolish, right? Well, as I look back, you know, I, you know, continue to pay attention to the road in front of me. 
And then when I look back up in the rear view again, I see a bunch of flashing lights. OMG, right? And so I'm thinking to myself like, am I in the midst of a high speed chase? (laughs) I kid you not, I laugh now, but I was in the midst of a high speed chase. When I tell you it was like four, five cars flying, uh, the sirens blaring. I'm thinking like, you know, I'm like, okay, do I slow down? Do I get out the way? But God had already put, you know, this, his hedge of protection around me. So I kind of just got over a little bit and, you know, let the, they were big old, um, uh, like Chevy trucks, I guess they were, I mean, they were getting it like, you know, and when I paid attention, I heard suddenly, right. I was driving normal, right. Able to get on the interstate. I look in the rearview mirror, nothing there. Driving, keep on driving. I look up, suddenly there's a motorcycle, and I keep on driving. And then I looked up, it's like all the bells and the whistles, right? So that goes back to my messages that I have been hearing, right? So it is our suddenly time, y'all. And if you don't believe it, I'm going to believe it for you and me. Um, I can't, you know, bring you along and make you believe, but I can strongly encourage you. And like I said, you know, that happened suddenly. It was a peaceful drive, you know, full speed ahead. Next one I know, I'm full fledged (laughs) in a high speed chase. And, you know, and it was him, it was a, it was a guy and a girl that was on the motorcycle, a girl was holding on and I just pray, you know, that they are okay and, and make better decisions. But this message is about suddenly. Okay. So what do I mean about suddenly? All right. So I, of course, do my research before I come up here and try to, you know, sound all intellectual, which even though I am, um, but I want to make sure I, I relay sound information as well as have done my own research, right? So when we say suddenly, we're talking about God intervening into your destiny. There is something that is getting ready to happen for you in a positive way that's going to happen suddenly. You're getting ready to be ushered into something new and I can't really explain it. So I was like, okay, I want, you know, the Holy Spirit to kind of lead me to make sure I say things in the most, not necessarily profound way, but in a way that people get it. Because like I said, a lot of people don't read their Bibles and I'm not going to sit here and say I read it every day, but when I do read it, it's like, oh, and I turn the page, oh, you know, so um, my message today is for you to start getting ready for the suddenly. You should have already been getting ready. I've been kind of like hinting at that, like, hey, it's time to get ready. But when I tell you God is getting ready to blow our minds with miracles, signs, and wonder. I keep hearing it. I hear other people talking about it. I see it. I've experienced the suddenly today, even though it was not the you know, the normal orthodox way of seeing the suddenly, but it was alarming enough that it caught my attention. See, God knows that I'm a go-getter, right? And if something's going to make me pay attention, it's got to be in my face. And that today was definitely in my face. I've never been a part of a high-speed chase. So I guess that's crossed off my bucket list, but I'm thankful that um, I was safe and, and made it home safely. And um, in, in that stretch of interstate, nobody was hurt. So I just, you know, continue to pray uh, for those that were, you know, in the midst of that. So let's get ready to go into our good book, right? Remember I told you I got it engraved for me um, because it makes me feel happy when I get ready to read it. So remember I said suddenly. Suddenly means it's going to just appear. I was watching um, Pastor John Hanna this past Sunday, right? And I love um, when pastors and ministers get up there and they do uh, visuals, right? Because I'm one of those type of people, like, I got to see it. Like, I got to see it. I got to hear it. I got to do it. And I got a connection to it, right? 
And so um, one part of um, the um, session, he was talking about, you know, close your eyes and worship, right? And so uh, he was talking about uh, at the wedding when uh, Jesus's mother, Mary, went and asked him, you know, saying that they were basically about to be out of wine, right? And so um, talked about how, you know, instead of actually taking the big barrels to fill them up, they had, you know, water, they would bring it to the barrel. And so uh, Pastor John Hanna was using um, uh, like a, a jug of water and then a, a smaller bottle of water to demonstrate this, right? <clears throat> and so he was talking about the suddenly as well. And so he told us to um, close our eyes and worship, right? And so um, when you, of course, you know, you follow directions. When God gives you directions, y'all, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, don't second guess it. You've been, you, whatever it is you have been praying for, it is here. And I'm telling you, it's so heavy. And I know that you've been catching little glimpses. We call it deja vu. Like I did this before. Yes, because this is the little inklings of the little things that the nuggets that God has been dropping that we've been, you know, kind of, we prayed about it and you forget about it, but you know, it's still kind of back there. It's on the forefront now. Right. And so needless to say, when we open our eyes, the jug of water changed from being clear to red like wine. And he was like, if you follow my directions, which is like listening to God, you wouldn't have even known that, you know, I, the water was changed. It happened suddenly. And y'all, when I tell you, I was like, yes, <laughs> on the inside, we are in the season of suddenly. Okay. So what does that look like? You gotta be sensitive in the spirit. Just like today with the high speed car chase, I could have been so panicked and oh my gosh, I made it 10 times worse than what it was, but I slowed down, right? I listened to my intuition. I, you know, was very cognizant of my area. That's why it's good to when you're, when you're watching, when you're driving, you know, you have to drive for yourself and the other drivers, whether they're in the front or in the back of you. And I was sensitive enough in the spirit to know that God was saying, this is what I want you to focus on because it's getting ready to happen. It's about to happen suddenly. Like it is here, what you've been praying for, what you like, I'm excited already. Like, hey, it is here, right? So let's talk about some scriptures that go with it, right? So as I started, I opened my Bible and I was like, okay, God, you know, what lead me, Holy Spirit, where am I supposed to be at? You know, and of course I did a little bit of Google and I was like, okay, well, these are some scriptures that talk about suddenly, but that wasn't the topic and where I was at. Right. So as I began to flip and thumb and look through the scripture, like the, look, look at my notes, they all over the place. Why? Because the Holy Spirit was like, and tell them this and tell them that and do this and do that. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. I can't keep up. So my notes may be like that. I'm going to try to keep it as uh, organized as possible in my mind, but I'm so excited. Like, I cannot wait because we are on the part of celebrating, right? So going back, there are 167 instances that suddenly is written in the Bible, right? So this is something that has been happening quite often in the Bible, but there are some things in the Bible where it doesn't say suddenly it's an inference that lets you know it it happened like based off of your background knowledge and based off of you knowing something that happens instantaneously like this pops up you know the word is is focusing on suddenly without seeing suddenly okay so I'll show you that so let's start I don't even know where to start because it's like it's just all over the place right because my mind and and, and how he was leading me was there right so the first thing that I want to tell you all about your gift, whatever your gift is, it is going to make room for you. Okay. So I'm going to start in Daniel. Um, we're going to start with Daniel. Let me go back. Now, let me tell you, <laughs> I like Daniel, like between Matthew and Daniel, they like eh, neck and neck, right? Okay. So. 
my gift that I know of is that I have a the gift of technologically inclined literate individual. Like I, when it comes to technology, your girl is a beast. <laughs> okay, just just want to throw that out there. So you got to know your gift. Okay, maybe you're good at saving the company money. Maybe you're good at numbers. Maybe you're good at communication. Maybe you're good at uh, writing. Whatever your gift is, it has made room for you. Okay. And thinking not strange, like I could understand, like, why do I like technology so much? Never would have known that we would be in the pandemic and it is now a hot commodity that everybody is just reaching and grabbing like, yes, I need you. I need you. How can you help me? You know, so needless to say, your gift is making room for you. Okay. So going back to Daniel. All right. So, you know, Daniel and his homeboys, right? <laughs> was under the rule of King Nebuchadnezzar, right? Nebuchadnezzar was having dreams that he could not find anybody to interpret, all right? So you saw I got that little wink like, oh, you can't interpret the dream. Okay, so, all right, let me see. So let me take. All right, we are in Daniel chapter two, verse one, all right? It says, in the second year of his reign, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams. His mind was troubled and he could not sleep. So the king summoned the magicians, enchanters, sorcerers, and astrologers to tell him what he had dreamed. When they came in and stood before the king, he said to them, I have a dream that troubles me and I want to know what it means. All right. So whatever it is that you have been housing as your gift, somebody needs it, all right? So just like with Nebuchadnezzar, he got the sorcerers, the astrologers, the magicians, the enchanters, but they can't interpret his dream. <laughs> okay, come back. So it says, uh, um, then... Then the astrologers answered the king, may the king live forever. Tell your servants the dream and we will interpret it. Interpret it. These individuals that need you have been around enough fake individuals. They sit around and they worship whoever it is and bring no substance, which is what they're looking for. Nebuchadnezzar didn't need somebody in that moment to worship him and all oh, hail the king. He needed somebody to interpret his, his dream. <laughs> Are you that dream interpreter? It says the king replied to the astrologers. This is what I have firmly decided. If you do not tell me what my dream was and interpret it, I will have you cut into pieces and your houses turn into piles of rubble. Interpret interpretation. Whoever these individuals are that are looking for you, they're tired of these fake people around them. They're tired of not having the substance or producing. You know, it's been situations where people can fake it till they make it. But in this season, they're exposed. And just like the king says, like, look, either you're going to do the job, you're going to do the task, you're going to get it done. I'm going to find somebody else to do it. But in the midst of finding somebody else to do it, I'm getting ready to get rid of you. Right? <laughs> All right. It says, um, but if you tell me the dream and explain it, you will receive from me gifts and rewards and great honor. So tell me the dream and interpret it for me. Once more, they replied, let the king tell his servants the dream and we will interpret it. So you, Mr. Astrologer, Sorcerer, Enchanter, Enchanters, y'all want me want them to tell the servants? But you sit on this pedestal like you really, really doing it, right? But you want the servants, hence the word serve. I hope that you have been in the season of servitude because God is getting ready to call you. <laughs> Go 
say sorry. All right. Then the king answered, I am certain that you are trying to gain time because you realize that this is what I have firmly decided. If you do not tell me the dream, there is only one penalty for you. You have conspired to tell me misleading and wicked things, hoping the situation will change. So then tell me the dream and I will know that you can interpret it for me. They're calling out these fake people in their lives. And they're getting, they're, they're seeing people for who they are. And they're realizing that, hey, I've got these people on my team that ain't really producing. It's happening. Hmm. Then the astrologers answer the king. There is no one on earth who can do that, what the king asks. No king, however great and mighty, has ever asked such a thing of any magician or enchanter or astrologer. What the king asks is too difficult. <laughs> but wait a minute. It's too difficult now, but you were up here putting on this facade like, ooh, yeah, I can interpret your dream. Yes, I'll hail the king. But now it's too hard. Hmm. I wonder why it's too difficult now. And it wasn't too difficult then. Oh. <laughs> it says, this made the king so angry and furious that he ordered the execution of all the wise men of Babylon. So the decree was issued to put the wise men to death. And men were sent to look for Daniel and his friends. To put them to death. In this season, all these fake and phony and flodging people, they getting ready to be exposed and put to death. Now, put to death does not mean they're going to be killed. It could be a situation where they have been censored, right? Demoted. <laughs> Making room. For you okay it says when Arioch, the commander of the king's guard had gone out to put to death the wise men of babylon daniel spoke to him with wisdom and tact so when the opportunity presents itself you step up with wisdom and tact Okay, now I know you're going to be super excited. Like, yes, yes, yes. But be mindful. Be mindful. <laughs> well, our steps are ordered. So you got to be strategic. All right. So make sure you have that wisdom and that tact, right? Like good old Daniel. Then it says that um, he asked the king's officer, why did the king issue such a harsh decree? Antia, Ariok, sorry, then explained the matter to Daniel. At this, Daniel went to the king and asked for time so that he might interpret the dream for him. Favor ain't fair, y'all. So while you getting ready to put everybody else, these wise men to death, even though I'm a wise man, I'm going to go to the king <laughs> and I'm going to ask for the time that he wasn't getting ready to give to the enchanters, the sorcerers, and the astrologers because favor ain't fair, y'all. <laughs> so then Daniel returned to his house and explained the matter to his friends, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. He urged them to plead for mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery. So that he and his friends might not be executed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon, right? During the night, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision. Remember, I told you that sometimes things you may see like, oh, I done did this before. Oh, you know what? Wait a minute. Those are those little visions, those little nuggets that God is sharing with you, right? And it says, 
During the night, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision. Then Daniel praised the God of heaven and said, Praise be to the name of God forever and ever. Wisdom and power are his. He changes times and seasons. Do y'all not know that we serve a God that changes a season? Like, who can do that? Come on now. You got to tell me. You got to believe in something. Because there's no way that this is just changing on its own. I can't go and flip a light switch and say, oh, season change. <laughs> Nobody can do that. How does the sun stay in the center of our universe without falling? Why is it that we've got planets that are so large that we can't get through the Milky Way to even go and see them, but they exist? We even had Pluto. Remember Pluto? Now is one of those outside planets. I forgot what you call it. Um, a dwarf planet, right? That has gotten so far out there. Why hasn't it fallen? So you're not going to tell me you don't believe in a higher power. It ain't no rocks and it ain't no crystal. It's no crystal ball. It ain't no cards you can read. It is the Holy Spirit that lives within us, right? It is our Heavenly Father that guides us. And it is our, our, our King, our Savior, Jesus, who died on the cross for us. You're not going to tell me that there's nothing greater there's not a greater power out there. I'm just sorry. There's no logic behind some of the things that have happened. That's how you know that he has got to exist, right? All right. It says he changes time and seasons. He disposes kings and raises up others. So maybe the promotion you waiting on is here for you. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in the darkness and light dwells with him. I thank and praise you, God of my ancestors. You have given me wisdom and power. You have made known to me what we asked of you. What we asked of you. <laughs> you have made known to us the dream of the king. Now, God has given you wisdom. He has given you power. Then let me tell you what Daniel does. The very next chapter says, or section scripture says, Daniel interprets the dream. So the gift that he has given you, the power that he has given you, the wisdom that he has given you, it is now time for you to implement. That means put it to use, apply it, right? So it says, then Daniel went to Ariok, whom the king had appointed to execute the wise men of Babylon and said to him, do not execute the wise men of Babylon. Take me to the king and I will interpret his dream for him. Ariok took Daniel to the king at once. He didn't say suddenly, but that goes back to that inference at once. <laughs> okay. Then it says, I have found a man among the exiles from Judah who can tell the king what his dream means. Sometimes by you having your gift and making room for you, you make rooms for others. You give them an opportunity to step into realms and sometimes be rescued, right? Because if it had not been for Daniel, all these wise men of Babylon were getting ready to be executed. Because all of these fakers, these flodgers, these mask wearers huh, were up here putting on this facade, which is going to cause a downfall of all the wise men because they're not true to who they are. In this season, God is not getting ready to elevate suddenly 
anybody who is not true to him and to themselves. So who are you? <laughs> if I were you, I'd be trying to figure out that very quickly because <laughs> I know you want to be in the number, right? Then it says, are you able, the king asked Daniel, also called Bel Belteshazzar, are you able to tell me what I saw in my dream and interpret it, right? Daniel replied, no wise man, enchanter, magician, or diviner can explain to the king the mystery he has asked about, but <laughs> there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries. He has shown King Nebuchadnezzar what will happen in days to come. Your dream and the visions that pass through your mind as you were laying in the bed are these. And Daniel goes on to tell the story or to interpret the dream of Nebuchadnezzar. His gift and his connection to God made room for him, saved all of the wise men of Babylon, and he received favor. <laughs> when everybody else was getting ready to be executed, right? He received favor. Y'all ain't gonna tell me like the gift that you have is getting ready to make room for you and all those that are connected to you, but you gotta be connected to him. So don't be mad when, when it comes flooding through and you ain't a part of those in that number because you're not true to who you are. You putting on this role. Are you a sorcerer or an enchanter or, or, or diviner or an astrologer? Or are you going to be like Daniel, <laughs> one of the wise men of Babylon, right? So that's one instance where I'm talking and telling you that you're suddenly is now. How do you know? Because your gift is making room for you, right? Whatever it is that you're doing, it is getting ready to be sought out. Why? Because these fake individuals, their season is over, okay? <laughs> Goodbye. Adios. Sayonara. Arrivederci. <laughs> their season is over because it's your turn to take the throne, right? So now your gift has made room for you, all right? So we're going to speak in, in past tense because it's already happened. The, now your gift has made room for you, had made room for you, and will make room for you. Now you've got to be sensitive in the spirit, all right? Just as I was earlier today. So moving on. So your gift now has made room for you. Now, there's getting ready to be some things that you're going to have to do that you ain't going to be able to turn from, right? So, we're going to move on to Exodus. I will Exodus <laughs> so, we are in Exodus chapter 13, verse 17, right? There we go, okay. So, as your gift makes room for you, right? You're going to have to not straddle the fence. You cannot be lukewarm in this journey. Okay? I'm one of those individuals. I don't do well with gray areas. One minute you're hot. Next minute you're cold. I need, I need some consistency. I don't need to be lukewarm. And I don't need any gray areas. Those are the kind of people that God is coming after. Okay, those who are firm believers that are consistent with what they're doing and they are not lukewarm. Okay, so what is he gonna do once your room, your gift makes room for you? <laughs> he gonna make you cross the Red Sea. Mm -hmm. Yep, and you know what happened when they crossed the Red Sea? It becomes the point of no return. So you got to start making up in your mind. 
wherever God is getting ready to send me, I'm going to do it wholeheartedly. And I'm going to lean and trust and depend on him and lean not into my own understanding. Because there's things that have happened to me that I cannot even explain. Like, why did that happen? What did I do? How did it go wrong? But I have to now understand that God had purpose in doing what he was doing. He didn't tell me then and why I was going through it. But now as I look hindsight 2020 or 2022, whatever you want to call it, hindsight 2020 is what it is. <laughs> uh, I can see his hand in this thing, right? So let me read about these, uh, about Pharaoh and the Egyptians, right? So we all heard the story about Moses leading, you know, the children through the wilderness and, and get, trying to get them to the land of Canaan, the land of milk and honey, right? So on, in chapter, uh, verse 17, chapter 13, it says, when Pharaoh let the people go, God said so, God said so, okay? God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though that was shorter. I hate to tell y'all, sometimes God makes you go through things so that when you do make it to the other side, you are going to appreciate it even more versus going through the Philistine countryside, which is shorter, okay? There aren't no shortcuts in life, okay? That get rich, a quick scheme, it don't work and it don't last long. Hustling people, hustling. I mean, you're going to be in your 60s hustling people. <laughs> like, you ain't going to get a real job. Like, what you going to do, right? Stuff like that comes to an end. And when you get things quick, you don't appreciate it. Because, like, okay, well, I got, you know, I, I got this up there. I get this tomorrow, you know. You don't appreciate it. So God took them a little, through a, a little bit of a detour. <laughs> that was a lot longer than the Philistine countryside, right? And maybe that's your journey. Maybe you're going through something that's requiring you to, to stick it out a little bit longer. But I'm telling you, the suddenly is here. Your long awaiting appointed time is now, right? <laughs> is now. So, and I, I laugh because I hear things and I, I can, you know, okay. Anyway. So, it says, for God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. And that's why I said, you got to go ahead and make up your mind. What are you going to do? Okay. Because what happens is when it starts getting a little uncomfortable, guess what you're going to do? Retreat. Go back to that safety net. And that's what uh, T.D. Jakes, I listened to him this morning. He was saying, you know, get rid of that plan B. You know, get rid of that safety net. Get rid of that, that, that old just-in-case plan. Because in this season, for what you're getting ready to go through, you're going to have to be 100% committed all the way through. Take it to the hole. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is no in-between. Either you're going to do it or you're not, or God's going to get somebody else. And then you're going to be mad because he ain't got time to be these lukewarm individuals just putting on, oh, I love Jesus. Yes, Lord. And he says, come. And you're like, but wait a minute. I got this to do, and I got that to do, and I just started this. And then over here, ah, 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 ah. you know what? You ain't ready. Let me find somebody over here. Shantae, come. Yes, sir. What I need to do? <laughs> Because that's the kind of people he needs in this season to be the hand and the foot of Jesus requires you to trust and walk in his walk, not be perfect because he already know we're not perfect. But in the same sense, we study enough to take on that new armor every day to do God's will. And that's just what it is. Like, and if you're not ready for it, I'm telling you, get out the way and let somebody else that's waiting for that position slide on right on in there for them, right? So he explained basically why he took them through the wilderness, why he took them 
through a different route because you appreciate things when you go through stuff. All right. That's just what it is. Okay. It says, so God led the people around the desert. Y'all, I don't like no heat. <laughs> I'm a summer's baby and I cannot stand the summer. So he took them through something that's grueling. And they in Egypt. Sand. Heat. Now maybe at night, yeah. But it ain't night. Right now. Right? <laughs> right now. Because joy. Okay. Alright, so the Israelites went up out of Egypt ready for battle. Moses took the bones of Joseph, honoring his promises, with him because Joseph had made the Israelites swear an oath. He had said, God will surely come to your aid, and then you must carry my bones up with you from this place. After leaving Sukkoth, they camped at Etham at the, on the edge of the desert. By day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud. To guide them. <laughs> he never left them. And in this situation. He's not going to leave you either. But he ain't going to leave people he can't trust. And if he can't trust you. There's no point in him leading you. Because he needs some trustworthy individuals. Right? He says. Um, they'll guide them on their way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so that they could travel by day or night. So in other words, there's not going to be an excuse for your exodus in this season because he got you by day and he has you by night, right? Then it says, um, neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. He never left them. And in spite of you being in a desert or in a dry place, he's not going to leave you either because your gift has made room for you. He's just got to draw you out now. And get you to the point where you're not going to feel compelled to run back when it gets uncomfortable. Okay? So, it says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell camp near, tell camp near Piharoth, I think I said it right, between Migdal and the sea. They are to encamp by the sea, directly opposite of Baal Safan. Pharaoh, he already got Pharaoh taken care of, y'all. You ain't got to worry about him like at all, right? We'll think the Israelites are wandering around the land in confusion, hemmed in by the desert. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart and he will pursue them. So whatever it is that you think you're going to be able to run back to, if you step out into this journey, it ain't going to work. And that's why I'm telling you now, you got to be committed. What is it that you're saying that you want to do? Because the opportunity is here and it's going to present itself. But again, you got to be committed. Because when push comes to shove, he going to put some things into place where you're not going to be able to run back to. Because when God is leading you, <laughs> we don't know the goodness of that land of milk and honey until we get there. But he already knows. So he's already ordering our footsteps. He's guiding us by day as a cloud and as night as a, and, and night by, by fire. Like, and he's always in the front. He has never left them. Like that right there alone speaks volumes, right? Then it says, <laughs> and I will harden Pharaoh's heart. He said, but I will gain glory for myself through Pharaoh and all his army. And the Egyptians will know that I 
am the Lord. So the Israelites did this. When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds about them and said, What have we done? We have let the Israelites go and have lost their services. So he had his chariot made ready and took his army with him. He took 600 of the best chariots along with all the other chariots of Egypt with officers over all of them. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, so that he pursued the Israelites who were marching out boldly, the Egyptians, all Pharaoh's horses and chariots, horsemen and troops, pursued the Israelites and overtook them as they camped by the sea near pi <laughs> opposite of Baal-Sephon. When you get ready to step out, you're going to see who your haters are. Because they're going to fight you. They're going to fight you. They're going to bring up everything from the sun. Because they don't want you to have it. And they're going to be so bitter because their hearts are going to be so hard. Because what they're doing is pushing you into your next realm. And they're going to make it where you can't return. So I'm telling you, before you step out in this journey, make sure you're ready. Because there won't be no turning back, right? And then, look, the Israelites can't go to, to Pharaoh and say, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I was just playing. You know, you, you, can, you can lock me back up, make me slave again, huh? They ain't doing that. Because at this point, they're too far in. Yes, they murmured. Yes, they complained. They got on Moses' nerves. But they still went. And they still did. And in spite of, of the murmuring and the complaining, God still took care of them, fed them, and guided them. And he's going to do the same for you. But the mindset, your gift has made room for you. But now you've got to get to the point where you can't turn around. Right? And he'll set it up where there is no return. So, it says, as Pharaoh approached the Israelites, looked up, and there were the Egyptians marching after them. Hmm. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us out, brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. <laughs> Growth, progression, and elevation is uncomfortable. If it wasn't, everybody will be elevated, promoted, and have progressed in life. But that ain't so. This journey ain't for the meek, ain't for the weak, and ain't for those who are lukewarm. Because this journey could cause you to lose your mind if you are not anchored. Anchored. <laughs> All you need to do is just touch the hem of his garment if you are not anchored in this journey. So, the real from the fake are really getting ready to be sifted out. I don't know if you remember back in the day when you used to go like the science, I think it was some kind of science thing, they had like astronauts, you get the fake ice cream, the astronaut ice cream, which was disgusting, but they had this gold and it was called pyrite. And it glittered like gold, but all it was was a shiny gold-looking rock. Are you gold or are you pyrite? I'm telling you now, you're being sifted. <laughs> so I'm just telling you, those who got that mask on, you about to be exposed, honey. And the rightful owners and kings, 
and 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 the the ones who really deserve those positions, those who really have been working hard to get to where they're going, to get that business off the ground, they about to be in the limelight, and you get to sit and witness it, just like the Egyptians as they chase the Israelites <laughs> across the Red Sea. So they about so moving right along. In the midst of all that going on. Moses tells his people, you got to have good people around you. That's going to be elevating you. That's going to say, listen, he said, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance of the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians, <laughs> the Egyptians that you see today, you will see no more. No more. You will not see them anymore, which is so exciting because when you elevate, you don't want to go back. Why would you want to go back? You want to keep going. But in the midst, don't forget to reach your hand back, right? And as you elevate, there's going to be some haters. There is. They're going to bring everything they can against you. I remember when I, before I came up here to Birmingham, I kid you not, there was a parent, I was when I was in the classroom, that wrote some mess on Facebook about me, right? <laughs> and of course, because Millbrook ain't but big as a thumbnail, right? Everybody was, oh, girl, did you, ooh, 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 you heard what was going on with Dr. Harold? And I was Miss Harold then, right? And the funny thing about it, God is so good because <laughs> I ain't from around here. So I don't even know anything about the Facebook post. And the post was allegedly the little girl had threw up in my classroom and I made her clean it up. Right now, I'm a parent. If my child is sick, I'm not going to make her clean it up which was a lie from the jump, right? But because God had masked that, because he said, listen, honey, you ain't worried about that right now because I got something better for you, right? So of course, all like all hell was breaking loose. I was like, ooh, so all of my coworkers walking around and <laughs> little did they know, I ain't know nothing about it. <laughs> I did not know one thing about the post. And I didn't care either because I knew it was a lie. And I had to get in the mindset of you don't have to defend yourself and explain to what it says. Uh, uh, to what is it? If you know, you understand. To, to understand, the basically, I ain't got to tell. What's understood doesn't have to be said. Period. Right. But because my work ethics and who I am spoke for me, everybody was like, "I know that's not her. She didn't do that." Um, I even had a sorority sister so kind reach out to me. She's like, I saw this post about you. And I'm like, nah, I said, honey, that's misery. Misery loves company. But what they didn't tell you all that got to see the post was the fact that I cleaned up her throw up. I cleaned up her book bag. I cleaned up the floor. I cleaned up the desk. I, even in the midst of understanding that, Never got back on Facebook and said anything back to, and it wasn't even the parent, it was her homegirl. Never said anything back to her. Never did until today, right? Some things you don't have to, to, to fight because God had already fought that battle for me because it went absolutely nowhere. And people couldn't understand, like, if she made her do that, why is she still at work? What, what happened? Like, Wait a minute, it must not have been true. And I'm just running. <laughs> Good morning. How are you? Hey, guys. Because <laughs> in my mind, you all knew about this, you fake and phony. And nobody said anything to me. But that exit was everything for me. But I had to know that with this elevation came warfare. And that's what I'm trying to get you all to understand. The elevation that you're getting ready to go through is going to come with some kind of warfare, right? So what do you do in the midst of the warfare? Now, me, I chose to turn the cheek like, you know, water under the bridge. 
because it never stopped me for where God was leading me, right? So let me tell you what God is going to do for you. Now, in the midst of the Egyptians after the um, Israelites, hmm, it says, Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and all that night the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land. And the waters were divided. And we all know that the, the, the Israelites passed through on dry land, right? And then, with all the water on their right and on their left, the Egyptians pursued them. They ain't coming along, boo. You can't get on this ride with me, boo. No! <laughs> it says, Pharaoh's horses and chariot, men followed them into the sea. During the last watch of the night, the Lord looked down from the pillar of fire and the cloud at the Egyptian army and threw it into confusion. He jammed the wheels of their chariots so that they had difficulty driving. <laughs> and this is what they said. And the Egyptians said, let's get away from the Israelites. The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. <laughs> you ain't got to fight no battle, honey. God is already fighting them for you. You just got to get ready. Your gift has made room for you. And now you got to get ready to exit with no point of return. Fully committed. Like, you here. You here. And then the last little bit, once you get there, be mindful because you don't have to consecrate yourself. What does that mean? A lot of times we say, when in Rome, we do what the Romans do. No, 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 no. You cannot. Okay? Don't think that you're too young. Don't think that you're too old. You remember who you are and go back to the basics, but continue to share your gift. All right. Last scripture in Second Chronicles uh, chapter 29 says, Hezekiah purifies the temple. Hezekiah was 25 years old <laughs> when he became king. And he reigned in Jerusalem 29 years. His mother's name was Abijah, daughter of Zechariah. And he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father David had done. It says, in the first month of the first year of his reign, he opened the doors of the temple of the Lord and repaired them. He brought in the priests and the Levites and assembled them in the square of the east and said, listen to me, Levites, consecrate yourselves now and consecrate the temple of the Lord, the God of your ancestors. Remove all defilement from the sanctuary. So what does that mean? Your gift has made room for you, right? You're getting ready to go in a direction where there is no point of no return. Don't worry because God is going to fight your battles. But when you get there, humble yourself. Consecrate yourself. And anything that is unpleasing or defiling to the Lord, you need to address it. So what does that mean? Some of those old nasty habits you got, you may want to check them. Everybody ain't going to be able to come, so don't even try to bring them, right? Also understand that in this season, People are not going to be able to understand, like, what, what, you, what you mean? It's going to be some 
And don't feel any type of way about it. Because when you are doing God's will, you ain't got time to be standing around answering questions to men. (laughs) Who are you where I got to answer a question to you? (laughs) Like, uh, squeeze me, right? God is ready. And he's getting ready to do it suddenly. And whether you're ready or not, it's going to happen. And if it ain't you, it's going to be for somebody else. And when you get there, don't forget about your morals and your values. Don't forget about who was in your corner. And don't forget those who are still your support system. Don't get on the high horse and be like, oh, I ain't, she ain't in it. No. Now, I do say plenty quite often you weren't shooting in the gym with me. Now, I say that all the time because it's true. But I ain't up here antagonizing people that weren't in the corner. You know, I have people that reach out to me all the time saying, hey, girl, we got to get together and hang out. I want to hang out with you in Montgomery. Why we got to hang out now? (laughs) Like, we ain't friends. Because people are going to start realizing that anointing on your life, that oil is precious. And guess what? You got it. And when you have it and other people don't have it, they want it. And that may come in all different fashions. It may be coming with these astrologers, enchanters, and sorcerers, where they put on this fake facade and, hey, girl, let's go get our nails did together. And you're like, okay, sure. And then the whole time you ask me questions, trying to see what you can put in your bag, trying to steal my nuggets, right? I'll never forget, I had a situation where I had a friend that wanted to hang out with me when I came up here and um, we went to the spa and we went out to eat and everything. And I mean, didn't go to the spa with me. Um, but when she left me, she had an arm full of stuff, stuff that we went out to eat with. Like, girl, take that with you. I want that. And, I, and when I you know, drove her to her car, God gave me that revelation. Like she came here empty handed, but look what she leaving with. And at that point, it's too late, you know, so be mindful because everybody, when they see that suddenly, they go, oh, my gosh, congratulations. Yay. Yay. You were just over here talking about me with (laughs) like you ain't happy for me for real. So be mindful. Because people can see the anointing way before you can. And sometimes you don't even understand, like, why do they act like that? They're so weird. Because they can see the potential. They can see what God is doing in your life. And sometimes they want to be a part. By all means, a part. And sometimes you have to keep them apart from you. Right? So, I think I did pretty good. (laughs) <laughs> I'm under, okay, I might be over an hour. I'm only over, no, because I came on at 6.04, so it's 7.09 now. So I did good. Um, but again, I just pray for you guys that, hey, all this that I'm feeling, all this that I'm talking, I don't know where it come from. I just feel compelled to tell you. Um, and that's just what it is. Like, I ain't no hater. I ain't never been jealous. I'm one of them type people. I done made it, you know. And even if I didn't make it here, internally, God has already saved me. And I want to share his goodness and mercy with you all because I've been through it. I know what it feels like. I, I, it's just one of them things like, hey, you know, if I can help, I'm here. And if it's just, even if you don't open your Bible and even if you don't search a scripture, I'm willing to take time out of my schedule to sit still because that's how good God's word is. Like it is amazing. And again, it is is, um, 
It's one of those things, if you pay attention and you get sensitive to your spirit, a lot of things that you may be overthinking, God will, will reveal them to you if you ask him. Hmm. So with that being said, I'm getting ready to go to sleep because <laughs> I do believe in going to bed at night so I can be fresh and rejuvenated when I walk into my next endeavors. So I pray for you all. I hope that you are looking forward to your suddenly just as much as I'm looking forward to my suddenly. But y'all, it's been a word. It's been a word. I've heard it. I've heard it. People are saying it. I've seen it. I've experienced it. It's here. So I hope to hear about your suddenly. And with that being said, have a great night. And I guess I'll wait for another podcast. See you later. Bye.